Good morning. Um, it's a joy to be here this morning, and I believe we're all privileged to be in the house of the Lord. Um, the topic I'm sharing today took me a while to know where to go because there's a lot to be said about it. But I'll bring to you what the Lord has placed in my heart, and um, forgive me, but I believe God has helped me with this. Um, should Christians believe in faith? And um, Brian was trying to have a little sneak in and said, what is faith? That's what was before the nine o'clock service. And I said, Brian, I'm not telling you. You might decide you're going home after that. So you're still here, so that's wonderful. So what is faith? Um, English dictionary says development of events outside a person's control regardless of predetermined state or end. It implies an inevitable and usually an adverse outcome by supernatural powers. It can be described as your lot in life, your portion, your destiny, or doom. Mm. And faith is those outside forces establishing the preordained path of your life despite what you do. So it comes from a Latin word Andrew was here this morning, and I believe I pronounced it well. It says fatum, which means it has been spoken, so there's nothing you can do about it. It will happen. In Greek and Roman mythology, there are three goddesses who preside over birth and life of human. There are two things common to all of us, time to be born and time to die. In Ecclesiastes 3, 2. The in-between is the variable. So I've got a picture up here, and it's from the Guinness Book of Record. He's the oldest man that's still alive, and you can see him. He was born May 27th, 1909, so he's 113 years old. He's still got his faculty as a farmer, and his testimony is the Lord has been keeping him. His name is Juan Vicente Perez Mora from Venezuela. I want you to come with me because when I was thinking about this and put on your heart of imagination, imagine you're in a boat out in the sea. Whichever boat you want to pick, fishing boat, rowing boat, the dinghy, whichever one, and you're subject to the waves and the currents and the wind and you have the vastness of the sea before you. Would you continue to go with the flow? Wherever the waves take you, you go. Or you can choose to have the paddle, you know? Do it yourself. Or you can say, you know what? I'll get my boat motorized. And you can even go further and choose navigation equipment. You can go to the good old map, the compass, the GPS. The extent you go, still with your imagination, will depend on your free will, the choice factor. I'd rather be, you know, roll, roll, roll your boat, whatever you want to do. The psalm we read this morning says God is our creator. He knows everything about us. He knows our sitting down and getting up. He knows even our thoughts from afar off. So 
As Christians, can we say God is our superpower so then we can believe in faith? If all is predetermined, why should we bother anyway? I can just sit in my boat and let the waves carry me wherever. Or should we resign to this famous song, if you can have it, Pam? Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. That's Doris Day. Do you want to listen to it? We can have it on. Can we have it, please? We know God is our creator, is all-powerful, all-knowing, is everything, is the source of all wisdom. Is it coming up? It's all right. But you know what? God is willing to share his power, his knowledge, and wisdom with us. First I was just a little girl. Oh, well, it's still coming. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Everyone. Okay, set off, set What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day Here's what my sweetheart said Que sera, sera What will be, will be Now I have children of my own They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly singing that song every day because there's something that we know that God is all-knowing God is all-powerful God is ever-present everywhere but he's willing to share his power his knowledge and wisdom with us first Corinthians 2 10 to 16 John 15 15 first Corinthians 12 to 8 you can look that up and John 14 12 however as human we do have limited capability to know everything God wants to show us. We know in parts here, and we will know fully when we see him face to face. In James 1.5, God says, if you lack knowledge or wisdom, he invites us to ask, and he gives generously, ungrudgingly. 
It doesn't mean we're relegating God from his position when we do ask for wisdom, when we do ask for knowledge, he's willing to share with us. God did not create us as robots. He's given us authority and the ability to choose. He's given us the free will and moral compass, the conscience to know right from wrong. And you all, I believe we have little ones that you know even from a young age, they know when they're doing something right or wrong, and they look at you to say, you know what, I'm doing what I don't want. You know, I don't, you don't want me to do, but I'm going to do it. Over time, our conscience can be dulled with time, with events of life, but we still have that conscience God-given. In Genesis, God made Adam and Eve, and the plan is to have continuous fellowship with them. He visited in the cool of the day, sat together, had a chat. They didn't struggle to hear him speak. So when he did say, do not eat from the fruit of that tree, they knew what he meant. It was clear. But they made the choice which brought the separation. They chose to believe the word of the created than the word of the creator. And it's still happening with us today. When we choose the created things or persons to sway us away from the presence and the voice of God, the creator. This is a famous verse we all know. Jeremiah 29 from 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Those are the words to the Israelites' voice to us today. And we have a part to play in the calling, in the coming, in the searching with all our hearts. When God made the earth, it was good. The choice and actions of mankind have brought about the destruction and the decay we see. This may have been deliberate or out of ignorance, but there are consequences to our actions, bringing about poverty, firming, coupled with our sins and disregard for fellow human beings, resulting in conflicts and war. When we choose to go against God's will, as individuals, as community, or as a nation, when we shut God out, we have consequences and we're held accountable. The funny thing, from what I've noticed, is we tend to turn around and blame God for the choice we made. And at the beginning, we left him out. Proverbs 19.3. There's a lot of... Are you okay? okay yeah. Proverbs 19.3 did say that. Because we're in charge, because we have the choice, we can make the choice with our life. Does that mean we human beings are sovereign? Shall I continue or use something else? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does that mean that? Yeah. Does that mean that as human we are sovereign? The answer is no. Only God is sovereign. We may play God with a small g, but it stops there. And I will remind us all of the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, 1 to 9. Thank God for his mercy and loving kindness. He's not one to give up on us and is working to bring about his original plan for creation. 
I believe most of us pray this daily, multiple times, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Despite what we see around us, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's a movie. God is still working in our world, in the hearts of men and women, young and old, drawing many to himself. We thank God for conventions, conferences. We have miracles of new life, healing, restorations, deliverance, breakthroughs. God making a way where there seems to be no way. Opening the eyes of the blind, ears of the deaf. Shining his light into the darkness. Showing us that through faith and trust in him, he can work all things out for our good. In the hopelessness of situations, his love shines through. The broken are made whole. It brings beauty out of ashes. The stories of Joseph and Job in the Bible showed us that even what the enemy meant for evil can be turned to good. You can say in your mind at this moment that that was Joseph, that was Job. But well, we've heard testimonies this morning, and there are many around the world of the Lord's faithfulness, his goodness. They may not be written in this book, the Bible, but it cannot be negated. And the biggest one that we all know that even when man's intent is purely evil, God can still bring his will, as in the case of Jesus' crucifixion. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is among you. Though we are still waiting for the full fulfillment, but in the now, God is using us as instruments, channels of his love, his peace, his joy, is righteousness. God is sovereign, but he wants us to partner with him to bring his will into our world. Romans 8, 28, we read this morning, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to his image, the image of his son, and I've heard various thoughts along that. But I want to tell us today, some people say, some people are chosen, you know, God has put a stamp, you'll be saved. You know, no, you're not going to be saved. I believe God foreknew every one of us because he created us. In Second Peter 3 to 9, God does not delay or slacken his promise but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. The all includes every one of us, but the choice is ours. We are all foreknown by God, is the creator. When we are born, we have multiple influences on our lives. Catherine was able to share a few weeks ago, asking us to guess how many people will influence us, and people came with wonderful mathematical numbers. But we have so many people influencing us in life. Our siblings, our family members, aunties, uncles, friends, teachers. But God has a plan for each one of us. When we accept Christ as our Savior, he wants us to be like Jesus. 
And we have to do this daily to become the likeness of him. The firstborn among many brothers and sisters. In my country, when you become a Christian, you are my sister, you are my brother. And we call each other sisters, brothers. And it's a huge family. But can we do it by ourselves? No. We need the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit as our helper as we do this daily work with the Lord, wanting to be like Christ. We've said at the beginning, God hasn't made robots. God will not force us to do his will. It is wise, and when we're doing the consent, we're saying your best interest. And I'm saying that to us now. And for our good, when we walk with the Lord. When we exercise our freedom against God's plan, it can be costly and painful. Saul of Tarsus is an example in the Bible. Jonah, three days on the fish belly. But in contrast, exercising our freedom to follow God's plan brings blessings. The Bible is inspired by God and is written by men. It may not have your name written in it. Pamela, Shola, Rob. I don't know if you have Rob in the Bible. If you're John, it's not the same John anyway. Paul, you may get that in. You may not get your name written in but I tell you one thing, there is a book written by the master's hand and it's got each of our names in it. What would your storyline be? I bet we can't wait to read the book. When we choose him as a savior and Messiah, the book of life has your name and your story. In my life group, we've had the privilege of going through the books of Kings what an eye-opener. You can see the choice made by one king, how it affects the kingdom of Judah and Israel. It doesn't matter if your dad did well or your dad did evil. If you choose to go God's way, we saw the impact in the word of God. Knowing God's will is one thing. Doing and walking in it is another King Solomon is a good example. He was the wisest king, but did he leave it? He wrote the books that we read and we say, wow, you know, because God gave him the wisdom, but he's walking in it. That's the most important. Being a hearer and doer is the way. We pray for his will to be done and avoid the distractions and the sin that easily besets us. Like I said earlier, it's a continuous act. Psalm 119.59 says, I thought about my ways and turned my steps back to your decree. It's a choice. It's a willingness to follow. And Psalm 32 speaks about the joy of forgiveness when we return to the Lord. Please, can I have the next um, slide? And it's about the mosaic picture of the cross and the dove. There are many mosaic arts in the world, evidence of broken pieces made into beautiful art. And it reminds us of the beauty that can come out of brokenness when we place it in skillful hands. God can make a masterpiece of our brokenness when we come back to him. When we hand our lives over to him, no matter what we've made of it, 
God can make beauty out of it. I'll remind us of the story of Rehab in the Bible. She was a prostitute. Tamar, what she did. The Samaritan woman at the well. When you look at that, they are broken pieces and put together beautifully. And is reminding us of the cross and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we give our life over to him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Whoever. When I became a Christian, I put my name in the whoever. And the whoever is to each and every one of us today. Romans 10.13 says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's the same in Acts 2, 21. Whoever, whoever. So they believe that God has predestined some to say, you know what? I don't want you in my heaven and I only want you in my heaven. I don't believe that as the word of God. Because it says whoever. And we are all foreknown because he knitted us together in our mother's womb. But the choice is yours. The free will of either going with him or not. In the book of Deuteronomy, it says, Now choose life that you and your children may live, that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. The choice is ours to make. Even as parents, when we bring our children up in the way of the Lord, they still have to make the choice. We pray to God every day that they would. But it's a choice they have to make. And also it's a choice to stay on the walk with them. And not to fall by the wayside. Joshua 24, 15 says, If serving God doesn't please you, choose what or who you want to serve. As for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. Every day I proclaim that over my family. As for me and my house. Generations to come, we will serve the Lord. And we keep praying and praying and asking the work of the Holy Spirit to be made known in their lives. So let's come back to the picture of the boat we started with. Can you still remember? And they see in your boat. So are you going to invite God into your boat? If you have not already. And if you have already, are you going to give him the full control? Invite the Holy Spirit and ask him to do his work in our lives. The Holy Spirit is willing. But he's a gentleman. He won't force himself on us. And also, are you going to choose him as your GPS provider? Are you going to go with E that keeps failing? Which one did we have? Talk, talk. I used to fail. I'm not against Tok Tok, so don't think I am. Well, years ago, Tok Tok wasn't good for us. Are you going to have the Holy Spirit-empowered GPS? Because he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to show us the truth of the heart of the Father. And in doing that, are we going to join with others to fulfill God's plan in our lives? 
in our family, in our community, in our nation, in our world. Remember, we have a book that is written. What will our storyline be? In conclusion, it is not fate. It is faith and trust in God and giving him the reins, believing God can work all things out for our good, not just isolated incidents. Amen. Thank you.